Oh, 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 oh. Prop halfway. Asian, baby. Halfway. Well, it's, it's actually, we're over halfway, aren't we? We're over halfway. Yeah, even though it doesn't include playoffs and things like that. Yeah, halfway. Yeah. Anyway, I'm your host, Sully. This is John Roberts. He's a beauty. Uh, J- John, your Thursday night record right now. What, what would you say? What would you say we were shooting? We're, sh- we're hitting at 70%. We had another three and one night. 70%. Woo-hoo. Which was awesome. We hit on um, Tuba Hubbard unders, hit. Yep. Deonta Foreman overs, hit. Yep. And Adam Thielen. That was that yeah. was the call of the century. That was like absolute lock. He what did nearly get there in the end, but that was a good night. Yeah, and yeah. then I missed on um, Justin Fields and ended up playing. I missed on like a Bryce Young completions. I needed over 21 and a half and he got 21 oh, exactly completions. That, so. That's a tough call. That's a tough call. Yeah. But no, man, Thursday nights have been awesome. They've been going really, really well. People have been sharing their tickets with me as well from yeah, what awesome. we've selected, yeah, saying thank awesome. you for the money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got a good little train going here. We got a good little bus, oh, yeah. you know? Uh, yeah, good, good, good followers. I got to say thank you to everybody out there that has been following along and has been growing with our channel. This is exciting, you know, with us being uh, in year one. Really only mm-hmm. 10 weeks. Well, I mean, what? 13 weeks. 14? It's our rookie season. It's our rookie season. But you know what? We're yeah. going along. John, yeah. you know what? I'm going to ask you to, to to kick us off and take us over to uh, the first uh, field that you want to, uh, to address on our Sunday slate. We've got some good picks here. I feel like my card is uh, it's a little sneaky. It's a little sneaky. Mm. Yours is very sneaky, yeah. That's a pretty sneaky one. And there's some like you'd be surprised at this one where you see some of these picks and you go, What? That's like that's all he has that's all he has to do. There's so, a few I'll back. There's a couple I'm interested to see what you have to say about them. So yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. So why don't you why don't you take us to the first stadium? All right. There's a bunch of juicy ones this week, but we'll start at SoFi. Um this Lions traveling to Chargers matchup is going to be such a good one. There's going to be points all over the board, and we've seen heaps of success on both ends. I've got Jared Goff, and I'm going to start with Jared Goff over his passing yardage. I think it's going to be around 260, but he has sort of started to string it together. What what Um, is the line on it? Is it it 260? um, Can you look it up for me? I haven't had a chance to actually see... It move about. It was down for a bit, but he has been going over all these yardage props lately. So that's why I'm I'm semi into it. But uh, the thing of beauty, if you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe to Dude, our two- content. Yes, please. What do you got? Subscribe. It's two sixty six and a half. Sorry, I got so excited. Okay. I just cut you off there. Yeah, two sixty six and a half. Yeah. So what I've, what I'm tracking here is okay. The over under is forty nine. That's nice. We like to see that. The This is the Chargers' defense against all props against other quarterbacks. Zach Wilson last week in primetime threw for 260 in the end. Tyson Badgett threw over 230. Uh, of course, Mahomes went out and destroyed them. I think he put up Crushed. something like 400 yards. Dak. Yeah, that was nuts. Jimmy G. Um, Kirk. Like the, Everyone has had success. And now I fully believe it's Jared Goff's time. I'll just quickly show you as well how he's been tracking for his props as well. Slow start, really, really slow start. But somehow in the last few weeks, they've really turned it around. They've been passing more. I think this might actually have coincided with David Montgomery playing less. He will be back. But even so, and I think that you've got a Detroit Lions um, avenue that you're taking as well. So that's where I'm sort of going. I'm trying to – I haven't talked about Jared Goff too much. I haven't actually talked about him since opening night week one of NFL kickoff, but I wanted to talk about him here because I think he's in a really prime spot. I've got it as a three-star pick. He's coming about. I do really like Jared Goff. Chargers defense, crap. Yeah, yeah, and you're a big Chargers fan. So, you know, um, and this this falls in a philosophy of mine that I want to share uh, with Ben. Yeah, go for you'll it. Notice, you'll notice this with, with John and I. We have teams that we like to stick to, and uh, yeah. I think that's a really safe thing when you're, when you're betting. Um, you know, if you start to learn a team inside and out and you understand the mechanics and you understand the playbook more, you're watching that team more, you're starting to see patterns that evolve with those teams. Uh, I'm this way with hockey. Um, I follow power, certain power plays. Uh, you start to get to know the style, how they play a lot more. So you're you're betting, you get you get somewhat of an edge because you start to understand 
the team better versus right. trying to wrap yourself around all of the NFL. You really start to kind of pigeon it, pigeonhole, you know, is that the term pigeonhole? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, this is the point of my spreadsheet. It's not to reinvent the wheel. It's to look no. for diamonds in the rough. Yeah. And then when you also understand what the team's doing and you, and then you see a number pop out on the page, it's, mm. it's, uh, and I know how your brain works. It works like mine. When you look through those stats, you know, any of those stats, you should theoretically, you should be able to lean on them. But what ends up happening is on that page, a couple of them stand out above all of them. And, you know, you just yeah. kind of like, it's like, it's, it's like blinking at you and you go like, even if you look past it and you look all the way down the chart and you look, go back up and you look at it and you're like, that thing is still blinking at me. Like that makes yeah. the most sense. Usually yeah. because you, you understand that team and you understand the mechanics and how that's going to operate. So my, my advice to any young betters out there is, uh, is start to learn, you know, pick five five teams and start to learn about that team and watch them more and more and more. When you're betting, work you do it on statistics, do it on our advice. But if you really want to start following your own your own gut, um, you know, an educated gut, really hone in. And you'll notice John and I go back to similar teams or similar backfields or similar show. styles anyway uh we do both watch a ton of football so and, <laughs> and, and analytically watch a ton of football not just watch football for the sake of getting pissed drunk and watching football we're watching it with a purpose so and enjoy yeah. it. it's entertainment but we both watch it for a purpose anyway in detroit you like jared goff i like jameer gibbs over his receiving total and i sure. think I think that's what is that? Eighteen and a half. Eighteen and a half. Is that what it's at? Eighteen and a half. That's a yeah. great line. Eighteen and a half against the Chargers. Yeah. So this game kind of comes out the way that I think it is. I think it's going to be pretty fast paced. Um, I don't think the clock's going to be moving that fast, but I think the game's going to be moving that fast. Uh, I think more throwing than running, and it's a great spot for Gibbs. The third and long, you know. And there's going to be a few of them. There's going to be a few third and longs for Detroit in that game. And that's a perfect spot for Jameer Gibbs. So mm -hmm. I was tempted to take the longest pass completion, but uh, I think I'm very comfortable at 18 and a half. And three receptions sounds tasty, but if I think the longest completion's going to hit and he's at 18 and a half, I'm just going to bank on him getting over that yardage. I think I think it's a really miss I think it's a skewed line. Like I think it should be twenty four, twenty-five. So. Yeah. It's it's tough to say. So I I like I, I do like this pick. I'll just head back to my spreadsheet real quick. If we have a look at how running backs have performed in the past catching against the Chargers, uh they've given up to pretty much everyone. Brees Hall did have a tough one. He didn't make his seventeen and a half last week. He did have he did three, not. he did make his receptions though. So if you want to go receptions or yards, I'm fine with either since week one. Um, yeah, my only concerns that I would be worried about here is, for one, we talked about a David Montgomery's back, but I think that uh, Jameer Gibbs has now proven enough that he now, as um, is... As a pass catcher, um, My only other concern um, is Donovan Peoples-Jones. They traded for in place of Marvin Jones. Um, I, I sort of wonder now that like, I think they've, well, they've got every receiver, every receipt. We haven't seen this at, like them as a complete team. Now, if you have a look, um, on YouTube at the tracking, so all these players, like if you're betting overs, say for example, on Sam Laporta, if you did it all year, you'd have made a lot of money. Same with Armin Ra since week two, he's been playing lights out and Josh Reynolds yeah. as well. Jameson Williams still hasn't got it together. So I... That's my only concern, but you know, like I think, I mean, there's doubts with like you can poke holes in every single pick. So, yeah, really, really like, uh, especially for my fantasy team as well, Jameer Gibbs here. But eighteen and a half, I understand why it's gone down, is what I'm saying. But I think he can overcome that. I get why it's gone down. I think, um, but more pass catching opportunities right now than rushing opportunities are going to be in his future, and yeah. Uh, I think for the next two weeks, you'll you'll probably see some value here. Um, if he goes for forty four, which I kind of, I honestly think, I honestly think he's gonna get up there around forty. Uh, yeah. Uh, and if he does, 
If he gets 44 next week, it'll be up in the 30s. And if he does it again, mm-hmm. then you're going to be seeing some Alvin yep. Kamara numbers, and that's yep. when it's not then that and Austin Eckler numbers, and that's when it's not worth it. Yep. So right now, I just I see an opportunity right there because once Montgomery yep. comes back, he's going to be occupying a lot of those first and second down. For, for so Craig Reynolds was taking right the, the third down role. Yeah. So if you go look at what Craig Reynolds has done. And you look at Jameer Gibbs as a complete running back and his ability to find open space. Yeah. Uh, that's a safe dump for Goff. Yep. Uh, especially third and eight. You know, yep. third and seven, third and eight. That's a trustworthy spot to give a ball to a guy to catch it five yards and try and get the extra three after the catch. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't see him not getting the 18 and a half this week. So I'm going riding. Just while we're on this game as well, I'll just go back to my spreadsheet. Um, I really like, I was just talking about Armin Ross St. Brown. I really like him, him in this game. Um, even since they traded away JC Jackson, they've, the Chargers have been able to unfill that hole that he's left. Receiver ones have had a really good streak against them. So Garrett Wilson, DJ Moore, Rushy Rice, City Lamb. Um, tight ends. Tight ends have had a really great time against. Uh, so I think Sam Laporte is in for a big one here. Hey, um, remember? Can you can you can see the spreadsheet, right? Yeah. Remember my lock of the week, week six, Dallas Jake Ferguson. Yeah, I remember. Yep. Ferg Daddy Fergberg. Yeah, he's the only one who did that one time that I picked him was just that one time that. They didn't have any success, you know, and such is my luck. You know, are we living in a simulation? Because doesn't that every better feel like that? Like That's how I feel. One fucking week. Yep. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's like one tight end has not been able to have success. And, and it was the was one the that one I that bet. you called a lock of the week. Oh, my um, God. <laughs> yeah. Remember that? Um, what I did yes. actually really like, though. So I've bet Amon Ra unders twice this year. It was week one and week four. And that's been the two times that he's gone under. So, you know, yeah, they've, was, uh, they've taken some, they've given some. Yeah. That, that that's is where surgi- we're at. That's surgical, John. Yeah. That's surgical. <laughs> hey, you got to play the matchups. So play yeah, the matchups. That's, that's really surgical. And that's, I think people should, should really actually understand how good you are at this by looking at a stat like that. Because... You, well, you like you don't you you know every week you're not looking at Amon Ra and being like oh, unders unders he always mm-hmm. always you know he's gonna hit the unders and you're not and you don't do it the under the other way you don't go overs like overs yeah he's a stud he's a stud yeah not one. blindly he's going over you're not yep. doing it blindly you surgically yep. picked the two games and you haven't picked Amon Ra at all aside mm. from those two games and you surgically yep. picked those out. And isolated them as matchups that Amon Ra was not going to hit his totals. And I gotta, you know, I gotta right. give you kudos to that. And I think our listeners, if you're making money off of, you know, picks like that, you really gotta give John some props on that because there's not a lot of people on this planet that can surgically pick something like that. And you're one of them, bud. So thank you. And my bank account thanks me as well. But <laughs> um, I will say, you know, I've actually been having a lot. I don't know about you. I've been having a lot more luck with just doing singles. So obviously like when we build out a ticket, there'll be like six legs on the parlay and it's huge. It'd be great if it goes off, but usually we get about four or five. So that's how we sort of like keep, keep the money coming in, churning in. But I've, I've actually had like way more luck on singles. I don't know about you. Well, that's always the case, right? I mean, if you, right. It's just always the case. And you know, notoriously in the betting community, your fourth leg on a five leg, you know, doesn't hit. Yeah. You're like, oh, welcome to my life. <laughs> you know, and I mean, but that's like there's a reason that the odds are the way that they are. There's a reason that you're gonna take a hundred a hundred bucks and you're gonna turn that into sixty thousand. Like it's not statistically supposed to happen. So you yeah. can't get mad when yeah. those types of picks when those types of tickets don't hit. Like if you're getting mad, yeah, yeah, and you're putting ten bucks in and you wanna win four grand, you know, don't just don't get mad. But follow the singles. If you take that ten dollars and you put it into these singles, mm. if you t- pick one of the one of them, hopefully it's not the one that loses. And you you, <laughs> you know you you take the pick and you put it on the single, and uh, and then that brings you a dollar or uh, seventeen dollars. And then you take that seventeen, and then you move it into the four o'clock game and take one of the picks that we have for the four o'clock game. Mm. Ride it. Take that seventeen. Now turn that seventeen into twenty. 
eight, and then yeah. for the nighter, you take the twenty eight, you do it again, and in a day, you know, you could make you can make a hundred bucks just off of ten bucks by just riding the mm. day out with singles. So, I mean, there's a lot of strategies here, but um, unless you just want to just swing for the fence, big daddy, big homer, just going for going yard. And uh, we can't help guys, it. We can't yeah, help it. You ourselves. can't help it. Like I do it. I because when it hits, went, it's like oh, you're like I'm hit. the most amazing gambler in the world. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> and, I'm and so not, good at sports betting. I should start a podcast about it. Yeah, yeah, and and not <laughs> just channel. that. Yeah, not just that. Um, you know, if if you're putting a hundred bucks on every single, you know, every single week and you go 18 weeks. And so, you know, you're 1800 bucks in for the season. If you hit one of those in the 18 weeks, which statistically you should, if you're hitting the percentages that we are, you're going to probably hit one of those in 18 weeks. And if you do, that's going to make you a whole lot more than $1,800. So, you know, it's uh it's trade off, but if you have the bankroll to do it, you know, Right, exactly. Uh, next game. Next game I want to talk about. Um, okay. And it's kind of actually leads on from what you were just saying about Amon-Ra and picking picking your weeks, picking those exact two. I'm going to bring up, I'm talking about, uh, is it Texans at Bengals or Bengals at Texans? It's uh, Texans, Texans at, at Bengals. Ba- at Bengals, yeah. It's a yeah, interesting. Now, yes, well, we don't have any lines open yet because i think because we don't know the status of jamar chase is that right and higgins was just announced that he's out oh okay wow so this should be interesting because i was actually thinking i'm going to bring up my spreadsheet again i'm looking at tyler boyd here this is just a quick one this actually this is not my pick but i just wanted to talk about it so tyler boyd has had a really really great season the expectation of him is quite low and he still managed to overcome it even in the first few weeks when joe burrow was not playing too well now that the team has really come alive, he's really taken off. But I've kind of got this pegged as maybe an unders week. Oh, I don't know. Tyler now, Boyd. Now, now knowing that, you know, what do you think now knowing that T. Higgins well, is and that Jamar we Chase talked about is this not because, healthy? Yeah, so receiver one option for the Texans has had success. Sorry, against the Texans has had success. But receiver two over the last six weeks has been completely shut down. So um, who is it? Uh, Jalen Petrie is playing in the backfield there, or is it someone else? I actually don't uh, the know. Texans. I, don't, I don't follow the Texans it, really at all. I'm thinking maybe it's Derek Stingley. or one, one of those guys is shutting down receiver two options here. So this is where I'd actually, I'd stay, even though Tyler Boyd has had a lot of success, I might stay off him this week. But the guy I am looking at um, for an over is Joe Mixon in yeah, his uh, receiving yards. Love it. Absolutely. Once again, you would have seen, uh, was just talking about the Texans and their defense, pass catching running backs and running backs in general have had a lot of success. Only one who didn't weirdly was Bijan in week five. Um, and then bad coaching. That was poor coaching. That wasn't Bijan's fault. Right. Every other week since week two, all running backs have hit over their props, specifically in receiving yards. Uh, that was just a bad game for the Falcons in general. Um, Panthers struggled, but Panthers, Panthers have struggled with their running back position. But Rashad White, like I'm going back to the well here. He had a fantastic game against the Texans last week. People were saying it's a breakout game for Rashad White. I think it was just personally a good matchup. I'm not a huge Rashad White guy, but I did target him last week and it was very, very successful for us. But Joe Mixon, especially now that the Bengals have started to turn it on, they're looking like a complete team. They might be fourth in the AFC North, but they do not feel like the fourth place they're, team. They're cruising. You're going to watch them keep moving, moving up the standings, moving up the standings. Like they're they're playing lights out right now. <laughs> Uh, happy to be a yeah. Bengals fan. So it, yeah, it'll be an interesting matchup. But like I was saying, since week six, since Joe uh, Burrow has come alive, the Bengals started to put together. So I really like Joe Mixon in this spot for overpass catching. Yeah, I, really I think like it'll be that. about twenty-five and a half. Maybe with the receivers out, it might get up to thirty. But I think I'd still be comfortable with thirty. Yeah, somewhere it's around lot. there. Somewhere around high twenties, high twenties. Um, yeah, I just I typically don't bet on on the team that I'm in love with. So uh, yes, I, I kind of yeah, I never bet Seahawks. <laughs> yeah, it's not going on my card, but um, I really like it. I, I full support. I think that yeah. uh, you know what you're talking about in this situation, and uh, I couldn't agree more. As an avid uh, Bengals viewer, I will tell you that this is a Joe Mixing game through and through, and uh, I also over think- under is. 46 and a half and 
Bengals are favored minus seven. I think that actually might have some movement if they're without their best players. Yeah. I'm just surprised looking at the Houston, lines now. Houston's getting so much. Oh, no, it's only down to six and a half. Yeah. There's a lot of love and credit coming into the Texans, and rightfully so. They're, they've been playing really good football. I haven't been following them, but, yeah. uh, but I, uh, you know, from what I see when I'm, when, you know, I'm watching the highlights and going through the box scores and everything, they, they look, uh, it looks like they're a pretty complete team. Every single week, they have a different receiver that's going off for 150 yards. So, yeah. uh, anytime that's happening, you know that you're in for it when you're a defensive coordinator and they're going to throw whatever they have to it's just really good coaching if you have a if yeah. you have a, a you know tank dell going for 175 and then you've got noah brown going for 175 and then you've got <laughs> uh who do they have they had another receiver that went that eclipsed 150 didn't they? it was, it was dalton, uh, schultz. dalton schultz dalton schultz, schultz the other went one. for 150 yeah 150 baby <laughs> oh my goodness dalton fumbled the ball and for, they never looked yeah he he must have been exhausted what a game. It was, it was just an all-round great game for my Houston Texans. Oh, yeah, your Houston Texans. I'm uh, on. Boop, boop. Now, hey, can, Damian, can Damian Pierce get in on some of this or what? He's out this game, hey, isn't he? Hey, um, do you remember just while we're talking oh, about stop. Damian Pierce? Don't even don't, don't <laughs> At the even start of the here. season? Stop. Don't. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember. Go on. Um, Damian Pierce. So Sully and I, the first thing we did before we even said we're going to do the show, we had a we put together a bet of who would finish with more fantasy points, Damian Pierce or Devin Singletary. Yeah. And uh, you thought I was nuts. You were like, I, I can't do this show with John. He's fucking nuts. Yeah, There's no I way like, I can I do like, this can show. We, how can we even have this conversation right now? Yeah. Because you were like, no, it's Damian no, Pierce. It's it. not even close. Now, look, I will say it is not really that close. Damian Pierce is running back 38. On the season, I think. Yeah. Devin Singletary is running back 52, but I'll tell you, there's only 12 points in it. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to goodness. Well, now he's out. He's been out for a couple games. He's gonna he's gonna catch up to him. This is rough. Yeah, man. Oh, man. Yeah, man. This is real rough. <laughs> this that that, nah, that a good was a wager I love and that. a half. Um okay. Well, here, let, let me take us uh let me take us somewhere. Um uh, yeah, next one. Uh, what do we got here? Yeah, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Uh, I'm going to go. We're going to take a little stroll over to uh, Minnesota. And uh, in this game, Josh Dobbs. Can we just take oh, a second? man. Can we just take a second? You love Josh Dobbs. I don't. How do I love? Have I? When have I talked about Josh Dobbs? Have you? I thought you were a big Josh Dobbs guy. I'm not. I'm not a big Josh Dobbs guy. But after last game. I might have made that I, up. I think yeah, you <laughs> definitely made that up. But you know what? <laughs> You know what? Uh, I think a lot I've been watching America, too much ESPN. Yeah, I think of a lot of America is uh, is are they're, they're Josh Dobb fa- uh, fans now. That was a yeah. that was a game. That was a game. That yeah. was some baller stuff coming in with no you know no preparation. <laughs> Didn't know anybody's name on the field. <laughs> He's like you. You're you're the guy. If somebody's t- talking in his head in his headset. They're like your first read is the is is uh you know your X, and then you're looking tight end, and then you're looking running back. And he's like, yeah, got it, hut. <laughs> like, yeah, apparently insane. Kevin O'Connell. Apparently Walking Kevin O'Connell through. would like describe the routes, and then the yeah. receivers once the headset cut off, the receivers had to be like, oh yeah, so that's this route, so I'm gonna go do this, and then he'd be yeah. like, okay, cool, let's go out and do it. Yeah, like pre, it was pre-snap, awesome. Pre-snap, they're coaching him through where the guy's going to be running on this call. Like, just some like fairy tale stuff in the NFL. Pretty cool. Yeah, and pretty cool to see Josh Dobbs do it. I've always thought Josh Dobbs is a good quarterback, like through and through, mechanically sound. He's fine. Yeah, me- yeah, mechanically sound. He's not. I don't think he's going to win you a championship. He might win you a fantasy championship if he keeps playing that way. Um, but uh, but you know what? I think this is going to be a, a great game for him, but I think there's a diamond in the rough in this entire game. Now everybody's going to be staring at Chris Olave, uh, Rashid Shahid, Alvin Kamara. They're playing yeah. New Orleans, by the way. Um, I think those are those are some. They what? Sorry, they're playing New Orleans. Minnesota's playing New Orleans. Yes, 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 yes. The Saints. So. Um, a lot of the action is going to be coming on those superstars. <laughs> a lot of the action is going to be uh, pointed towards the superstars. Um, uh-huh. I look at this, and there's a couple games where this one player has not not got a completion. But watching the last game and watching the routes run, I followed this player quite a bit last year. 
for the for the Raiders. Did you? I did. I cashed almost weekly on the over the longest reception because of one right. play that Derek Carr runs with this player. And this player is Foster Moreau. <laughs> it's so good. The, what everyone thought you were going to say. Yeah, yeah. This player is Foster Moreau. And this week, the line is absurd for his receptions. John, when I sent you the card today, what, it, what yeah. are his receptions at? Well, he just needs a catch. He needs one fucking catch, John. Yeah. One. One so, catch. I, when you showed me this ticket, I looked at it and I was like, what the hell is Foster Moreau doing on this ticket? But he does just need one catch. And with that it, said, since week five, I mean, I'm, I might be taking your thunder here. Do you want to just no, go? Do you no, want to keep going? No, no, no. You give me the stats to prove why this is going to happen. So I I had to go and look him up. I'm like, what has Foster Moreau even done this season? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's actually been since week five, actually not too bad. Uh, he has had week five against New England, one catch. Okay, so that would have been a hit. Against hit. Houston, four catches for 33 yards. Massive hit. hit. Jacksonville, three catches. Indy, he played 70% of snaps and he didn't have a target. Not didn't great. Target. But then back against the Bears, one catch. For 22 yards. 23 yards like 23 there's a theme here and that route is his signature fucking route and i followed this guy and it's they call his number once a game for this route Uh and it's been going on since since vegas or since well yeah since both oakland i think he was there in (laughs) oakland well of course with Derek carr with Derek carr and it just blows my mind it blows my mind that they keep getting away with this they keep getting away with it, and I, I cannot wait. I cannot wait to watch mm. them do it again and me go, there's the one catch, and that's it. That's it, and then your day's done. And then the day's done. I'm so excited. <laughs> I, I'm so excited. It's going to happen in the second quarter. It's. I'm so excited. I mean, like, the, the thing that scares me most about this, and it's exactly the same as Detroit, is everyone is healthy. Alvin Kamara's there. Kendry Miller's there. Jamal Williams is back. I think they're starting to use him a bit more as well. Juwan Johnson is back. Taysom Hill's getting he's very involved. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, but like you say, I would not be surprised he... with the extra DB, though. I, I would not be surprised just because of how quick Alvin Kamara is out of the backfield. One less right. linebacker. One more DB. Yep. Perfect spot for Foster Moreau. Perfect spot. You're going to line up a dude that size against a DB, and they're going to wait. They're going to wait until it's man coverage, and they've got that. They've got a guy that's kind of in between Foster Moreau and watching off on the side for Olave, watching on the side where they've noticed that, hey, this is a play, this is a go route that's coming for Shahid. They're going to just wait. They're going to wait, and then the second that that guy that's in man where he has his assignment to move back in man, and then once he's figured out where the route is, if Foster Moreau is nowhere to be in danger field or whatever, he's going to take off and go for Shahid and follow, or he's going to take off and stick on Alave, Michael Thomas in the slot. He's going to be wide open, and they're going to do it. They're going to do it. He's going to get his one catch, and I'm going to be laughing. So one reception, that's- Foster Moreau, let's go. You're going to be waking me up at like 5 a.m. when he gets that catch. Like, John, wake up, Foster Moreau hit. Yeah. <laughs> That's so That's good. Wild. That's a wild um, one. Yep. So while we're talking about this game, um, I do have Chris Alave for over four and a half catches, if he can get that, maybe even five and a half. Chris Alave, even though he hasn't been able to get the yards we need, mm-hmm. the targets have been there. The checkdowns have been there. He's been getting the receptions. And just quickly, while we're having a look at Minnesota, yeah, go uh, the every wide every wide receiver, like the defense has been playing actually very, very well, much better than the last year. Their run defense has been really good. I'd, I'd be concerned about Avon Kamara this game. But go if you have a look at the receptions on the tight end, by the way. Receptions on the tight end. Well, they've been very sort of hit and miss. Um, you can see it. But what you can see, wide receiver ones, every week since week three, have hit their like prop or gone over it. So three, three, four, three, three. Anyway, you get what I'm saying? If yeah. Chris Olave is sitting around four and a half, I think there's going to be a bit of success there for him. Michael Thomas, 
Did he? Even, he didn't have a catch last week. Did he even have a target? I think he had like four not, targets, maybe or something like that. Looking like Michael Thomas that everybody wanted Michael Thomas to look like. <laughs> I thought that this might be a bounce back year for him, but just with the way Derek Carr has been playing, it's just been uh, been too tricky for that. Rashid Shahid. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it is what it is. No, if you go look at that list, but, though, John, the reason I'm saying about the tight end, if you go look at that, yeah, yeah. All of those numbers bring back over, all those numbers are over one, aren't they? But, well, I mean, this is tight end one. <laughs> Saints do roll three tight ends. So Ish. you're talking Ish. about the tight end three. <laughs> no, not at all. You, okay, Maybe the tight end two if you're lucky. You're gonna call Taysom Hill the number one tight end? No, Juwan Johnson's the number one tight end. Come on, but Taysom Hill Juwan is Johnson's the number one tight end on that team. Yeah, of course, I think so. Go look at those games where Foster Moreau had had four catches or three catches for 44 yards. What did Juwan Johnson have? All right, man. Uh, well, he was injured. He was not even <laughs> playing. That's fair. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I was saying about the ticket. But uh, no. no, I'm 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 excited. I'm gonna keep my eye out for this one. And that's a good one. You heard it here first. Jason Salima, big big Foster Moreau, big Foster Moreau guy. Big, big, big Foster Moreau. Hey, I don't draft him in fantasy. I just I just follow the trends, and I just follow Derek Carr's heart. You know? Exactly. That's all, all I'm doing, just following his heart. Exactly. But, right. uh, now nah, who cares about fantasy? Fantasy's boring compared to betting. Yeah, screw it. All uh, right, I've got a couple more here that I want to hit. Sure. Um, so, Alave was my receiver I want to talk about. We talked about my running back. Um, there's, I've got a lot of tight end options this week. There's lots of juicy tight end matchups. You've been all Trey over McBride. You're starting huh? three tight ends. You're starting three tight ends in your fan, in their dynasty fantasy. In one of my leagues. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, that's cause I'm just completely out of options. It's hard, man. The chiefs are on by Rams, <laughs> yeah, Eagles and, uh, dolphins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're like three, four of the three. juiciest tight end, uh, fantasy options. That's so good. Okay. Go on. Yeah, oh. Go on. So a couple of tight ends who I really like here. Trey McBride with Kyler Murray coming back. They're playing the, um, the Falcons. Mm-hmm. They're in a good spot there, I think, um, to bounce back. I talked about Sam Laporta really briefly, but he is looking like he's got a very good matchup. Evan Engram, I've talked about him every week. We've gone back to it every week. I know it's scary. They're playing the 49ers, but what you got to understand about the 49ers this season is they're not the scary beast that they were in years past, and especially when it comes to betting. They have been giving it up to the tight end the last few weeks, looking at receptions here. So every tight end since week four has either sort of hit the amount of receptions that they needed or they've gone over. So I do like this spot. I mean, they played some good ones, but Big Earth, Cincinnati had a good game. Um, TJ Hawkinson, of course, had a good game. Uh, and then David Njoku and others as well. So I think this is a good spot for Evan Ingram, who I do love to bring up because he has been the most consistent player this season so far when it comes to my betting. He has hit his receptions every single week. So if we can get it at three and a half, beautiful. Four and a half, I'd still probably take that. Five is where it starts to get a bit risky, but Two dice uh, for five. the most part. Two dice here. Hey? Two dice Two dice here, five. Yeah, yeah. Yep, so that's one that I really like there. I'll fire off a couple more. Um, so, that's uh, Okay, so uh, I've got Chiga. Chig Chig is looking all right. Chiga, sorry, Chigozi Okonkwo is who I'm talking about. Um, in their, the Titans matchup, I think they're playing the Bucks, and the Bucks have been giving it up. I've got Kong Kong here for only one star. Sorry, again, Tyler Conklin. <laughs> Chig Chig and Kong Kong. Yeah, your, your nicknames. Um, they've got a matchup against the Raiders, the Jets. Oh, that's right. This is this primetime game. But uh, Kong Kong has been playing pretty, pretty well as well. Although the Raiders might be a bit tricky with their new change of coach. Usually it breeds new life into people. It does, but it's uh, check down central for Zach Wilson. He's playing like complete dog shit. So, um, yeah. There, it, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 rough. It's rough. That text that I sent you, like, I just want to like Zach Wilson. I just want Zach Wilson to be good. But you know what? Yeah. He's not. He's not. <laughs> he's not. He's not. I got to stop wishing. We can't always get what good. we want. No, we can't yeah. get what we want. And I really want to <laughs> just see him turn it around and just have a good career. Even though he's very punchable, uh, I just want to see him have a good career. And there's so many times not going to during this season over the years where I'm like, I, I maybe I'll make a trade for Zach Wilson. Maybe I'll go out and get him. And then I hold off. I'm like, no, because I have to remind myself he does suck. 
You're and like, then how, every yeah, week we say, he sucks. This? Like, I just want him to be <laughs> yeah. good. I just want him to be good. Him to be good. But you know what? The checkdowns. Just ride him on the checkdowns. Even though Brees yeah. Hall didn't hit last week and I was real horny for him. It, it's just, unfortunately, it, uh, that didn't happen. But I feel like the whole world was on Brees Hall's over receptions last week. It was, yeah. bound, to, it was bound to not hit. When, when I went and looked at the amount of money that was on that, that bet. <laughs> I just thought, Mm-mm, this ain't going to happen. And I watched it not happen. Anyway, I'm not saying that. Uh, Brees, Brees, Brees Hall, he'll probably hit over this week. But uh, another, I think so. So, so let, me, let, me, let me bring up another one here. Yeah, um, great. Who's, who's the RB1 in Pittsburgh? I'm not asking this question. The RB1. Um, look, I actually don't know the answer. Right. Um, and I think that's why I'm asking this question. Uh, I don't think many people know the answer. I think most people are going to say it's Najee Harris, but is it? I think it is still Najee. Is yeah. It? What What makes it's, him the it's RB1? It's hard. It's hard to what know. What makes him the RB1? Because well, he, always, he always plays like the first and second downs. Yeah. And then you get to the second quarter and then they're like, Let's roll out Jalen Warren, and then he goes yeah. lights it up, and then after half half time rolls by, and then Najee's out there again. <laughs> That's exactly it. Um, yeah. you, you asked me last week if you thought that that was going to be the week that uh, that Najee Harris was supplanted by Jalen Warren. Right. You asked me last week. You said, "Is yeah. this a week?" And I said, "No, I don't think this is a week. I think it's going to take a week or two. I think it would have happened by now. Yeah. No, I think this is the week. Uh, but this is it." I think this is it. This is where you start to see the carries even out. Okay. All right. I don't even have him for the carries, though. I have him for the longest rush, and I have it over 11 and a half. He's explosive. And this yeah. is a game against Green Bay where he's going to have the opportunity to be explosive. He's going to hit that second level. Breaks contact. Yeah. Breaks contact one time with the DB. One time. One time. If he breaks one, missed one tackle. time. One missed tackle. That's all it takes. And him around the outside, those outside zones, he's a freak, man. He's fast. Yeah. Give me the speed rush on the outside. Give me 11 and a half yards. I think he's going to hit 13 or 14. Jalen Warren, over 11 and a half longest rush. Book it. I do like this one. Uh, the Packers defense has, in general, I mean, it's hard to take anything away from the game last week against the Rams. The Rams were just awful all over the place. They don't have their number one running back in Kyron Williams. Don't have Matt Stafford. So they were easy to play against there. It's not much to take away. But um, yeah, I think that you can... I think there's definitely... Jalen Warren's probably one of the better running backs that they've faced in the last mm -hmm. few weeks. They did face uh, Javante Williams, who he did get all of his overs as well. Um, and all including other running backs longest, have had success including there. Including the longest rush he he got on that yeah. week too. So, Yeah. So, yeah, I think like this is what we were saying is it's so hard to tell apart Najee from Jalen Warren, but it's so obvious that Jalen Warren looks so much better out there. He, he also, the good thing, if you wanted to take over his like rushing yards, for example, which is not this bet, but if you did. What's um, it, 30, 35 or 40? It's usually about 30. 30 rushing yards is all you need. And then with Najee, you usually need about 55. So take well, we'll the see, discount. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, take the discount. Absolutely. This week, I think Jalen Warren, I, I mean, I might even do, I might do just a Jalen Warren ticket where he, I, he's yeah. got his over receptions for three, his yeah. receiving total, which is 20 and a half, his rushing yeah. yards and his longest rush. Like Jalen Warren. I actually, I really like him this week. I think it's a, I think it's a Jalen Warren week, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, his rush yards are 33 and a half. It's decent. It's real decent. 33 and a half? Yeah, it's real good. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's either, fine. Either way, I'm taking the 11 and a half on the longest because I honestly think he's going to bust one. He's just going to pound one into the secondary and uh, break contact mm -hmm. at least once. And that's, he's good. As long as he's getting, he's getting the, the first down on, on a, you know, on a first down, second down. And uh, and he breaks contact once. He's getting that. Yeah. No, that's a great pick. Um, do you want to roll into your last one? Yes. This is uh, as well. This is, a, this is a scary one. We're going back. And then I'll to finish Atlanta. with a couple. Yeah. We're going yeah. Back to this is a scary one. This is a really scary one. Um, the scrutiny around Artie Smith right now. Right. And this is this is the reason I'm taking this pick. 
It's not, I believe in the player. The player, there's yeah. no doubt in anybody's mind that this player is the best player on the field Yeah, when he's out there. He was drafted number one overall in fantasy football rings. Yeah. He's touted to be the next greatest running back of our generation. We're yeah. talking about Cordero Patterson, right? <laughs> Must be. Um, <laughs> oh, I was such I was such a fan of Cordero Patterson when he came out when he came to yeah. college. Uh, Artie Smith has destroyed this man's rookie season. He's under the microscope. Fucking annihilated his 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 chances of offensive uh, rookie of the year. I feel so bad for Bijan Robinson right now. But this week, he will go over his rushing total. Artie Smith is going to get a directive from the top down that is feed the fucking ball to our playmakers. <clears throat> yeah. And they're going to hand it off to Bijan 15 times. And this guy is a <laughs> fucking monster. His his rushing his rushing total. So his his rushing attempts. It, yeah. It's thir- it's thirteen and a half. So that tells you what Vegas also thinks about this. And thirteen and a half. The guy, yeah, thirteen and a half. I'll plug so that take, one in. So take so take fourteen, right? I think I think the over is going to happen. Now, an average pedestrian running back gets how many yards, John? Like, an average pedestrian running back. Oh, yards per carry. Well, the yeah. average is between th- like sort of about three point five to three point seven. So, so let's just say Bijan. Let's give him four. Four. Oh, Bijan would be more like four point two. Yeah, let's give him four though. What What does it give us? It gives us fifty six. If he's if he's if he's like reasonably like he's playing like a mediocre game. If they're feeding them the ball mm. fourteen times. That's 56. His over-under is 55 and a half. If Bijan has any form of a good game, if he's at 4.2, then, and that's not even a good game. That's like a, right. It's a mediocre game. So at 14 carries at 4.2, that's 58.8. I think he's going to hit 65 in this game. So I think 15 carries... I think he's going to get 15 carries for 65 yards. So at 55 and a half, that seems like a discount to me. I know it sounds crazy because he hasn't been doing shit all for anybody, and he's been ruining everybody's tickets all around the world. This is the week. Artie Smith is under a microscope. Everybody, they're talking about Harbaugh. Harbaugh, oh, coming back. Maybe he'll go to Atlanta. They're talking about all these coaching changes, and the, and Atlanta's right. in the in the conversation for every single one of these coaching changes. Right. If you're the coach, what do you think you'd do? Give the fucking ball to your playmakers. That's it. The, Don't put uh, it in the hands of Taylor I, Heineke. Don't put it in the hands of Taylor <laughs> Heineke. If your job, if you think you're going to have a job after putting the ball in Taylor Heineke's hands. If you are you gonna bet? Let, let me ask you this, John and Tyler Algier. Yeah, like okay, he's a good so player. You, your job is on the line this week. You could you could pretty much sum up that your job is on the line. You know, you're waking up every morning, go driving to the st- stadium, feeling pressure from the media. You're, you can't you can't even listen to sports radio because everybody's fucking talking about you getting fired. And you're not gonna you're gonna tell me that you're gonna go into a game and lean on Taylor Heineke. No, you're not going to fucking lean on Taylor Heineke. You're going to give the ball to Bijan Robinson. He's the most talented player on the fucking field. So give the ball to Bijan. 55 and a half yards over. Book it. Look what he's doing to us. I think um, Arthur Blank would also say something along the lines of, I don't give a fuck how rich your family is. Mine is richer, and I want you to give the ball to Bijan Robinson, and I'm your boss. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> uh, I think, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Arthur Smith, his fa- his family started FedEx. Is that right? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, um, pretty good. <laughs> I do really like this pick though, because if we have a look at the Cardinals and their track record against running backs, it's been a disaster for them, mm-hmm. especially since week three. Mm-hmm. Only there's a, there's, oh yeah. man, and this is my Kareem Hunt ticket last week and Jerome Ford. The only they, one. Uh, Kareem Hunt finished two yards short, and my. Five legs would have hit. It's, so, so uh, there's another reason why. Brutal bait. 
without all this scrutiny in Atlanta over the coaching job, here's reason number two that I would have taken this anyway if, if Arthur Smith mm-hmm. wasn't there. The best way to keep Kyler Murray from actually being good Kyler Murray yeah. is to keep him off the fucking field. Yeah. So if you don't give him time to get his reps, if you give him a third less of the reps that he was going to get if you're throwing the ball and you're and you're potentially turning that ball over and you're keeping you're keeping time when you're throwing the ball if there's incompletions the the, the clock is not running the clock is stopped so yeah so if you're running the football constantly you're draining out the clock and you're giving less chance for Kyler Murray to get into the game like when i say get into the game i mean like mentally get into the game he's been off you don't want him to start humming so if you if you're giving them the opportunity to have that extra two possessions, the extra three possessions, because you're because you're throwing the football and bad things can happen when you throw the football with Taylor Heineke, if you're giving Kyler Murray those opportunities, you don't deserve to be a coach for the Atlanta Falcons if you're doing that. Run the fucking football with Bijan Robinson. And the uh, last thing I'd say about him is, yeah, it's been brutal for Bijan. It hasn't been much better for Tyler Algier as well. Like he's only had to hit 55 and a half yards from scrimmage each week. And he hasn't been able, he's only done it once since week two. So all around the Falcons running the ball has actually not been that good. And what I really like about it now is before Arthur Smith could hide behind the idea that, well, they were winning games. So they're going to keep doing what they're doing. And then look what happened. So they started losing games to Josh Dobbs and other various backup quarterbacks. So, uh-huh. yep, this is it. They've got to get back online. Perfect matchup against Arizona. You got Perfect it. team to be doing it against. So it's a risky pick to hit the over, but I, I do it like it. I might need to see it a couple of times first, but like you say, like like you might be too late though. Fifty five still feel like it's. Yeah, but I think fifty five still might be a little bit high of a line. I'm not saying that. Bijan can't get it. I would just like it to be a bit lower hey, if he before I make that if he kind goes of a for bet. One twenty. If he he's notorious for taking one forty five yards. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. It's just, like, I'm, but I'm not doubting the talent. I'm just saying I wouldn't put my money on it. Mm. I, I this there's week. just there's just so much. There's just so yeah. much that's there for me from like a football, like an analytical football mind that right. is telling me that like. If this doesn't hit, Artie Smith does not deserve a job. Yeah, well, I mean, it depends I mean, if they win or not. And that, that might be the text that you get you get from me. If yeah. Artie Smith has a job after this, like if 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 Bijan doesn't hit this prop, if Bijan doesn't hit this prop, I'm going to be all week. I'm going to be sour, and I'm going to be I'm going to hate Artie Smith. I'm just going to hate him. <laughs> Do you not already? Mail. No, I don't. Have Think about what he's done them. to Kyle Pitts. Think oh, about what he's, he's done to Drake London. Murdered that team. Like the talent, he is not. Yeah, found the talent. A way. He has not found a way. And you know, and you can blame the coordinators. Better you can re- better you get it bet- to Janu Smith on a jet sweep. Oh, you may as well, right? The slowest guy on the fucking field. <laughs> Give it to him on a jet sweep. May as well. You know, like Jesus Christ, man. That's oh, what I'm saying. Oh, it's just awful play calling. But like, okay, so you can blame the coordinator. But the head coach yeah. is the guy that's that's authorizing. Like yeah. your, it's your job to say no. Yeah. Like this is this is not the play calling for this week. What are you doing? Yeah, give me better plays. You know. Anyway, all right. I'm gonna um, take us out with a couple of quick picks that I really like. Have a think sure. about them. Rapid fire. Um, just hitting back at this Bucks Titans game. I really like Chris Godwin here in this spot against the Titans. Um, he's got a lower line than Mike Evans. Been having a, a fairly decent um, run at it lately. Jackson Smith and Jigba for the Seahawks against Washington. Washington's coming to Seattle to play there. Three we haven't seen much from DK Metcalf Three or Tyler Lockett. Baby. Yeah, and he had six catches last week against the Ravens, and that was in a tough matchup. So I really like that as well. Armin Ra, I already talked about. CeeDee Lamb, I keep going back to the world, but what he and Dak are doing at the moment is absolutely magical. They play the New York Giants. The only reason I wouldn't think that Dak and CeeDee don't hit their props is because out of, like they just don't need to. If they blow them out really, really quickly, um, then or if, or that, if that's every, the only reason. If everybody see- in America is watching this game and they're all on CD Lamb. That's there. You this is mm. something you have to consider, John. Having said that, though, Dallas do like to 
blow out divisional opponents, whether they're good or not. Um, they have sort of always been stubborn like that over the years. So that's why I still sort of, I do like this pick a little bit. Um, Antonio Gibson over receiving against Seattle in the same game I was talking you, I about love before. That you love Antonio Gibson now. This makes me so happy. I wouldn't say I love him, but he has started to come alive. <laughs> he has started to come alive in the receiving game and Seattle's rush defense is terrible against pass catches. Uh, Derek Henry should have a big game as well. I've got Brees Hall over receptions. There's a few other really, really good ones here we'll hit up and I'll, I'll be posting out. We need to start a Discord for, to get all of them. But those are the main ones. Those are the yep. main ones. So just to recap my picks, the ones I really, really like this week, Jared Goff over passing yards against the Chargers in LA, I really like. Joe Mixon over receiving against the Texans. We've not been very good. And I do, I think my ticket will be Chris Olave over catches here. Or I do like Chris Godwin as well. Or the so, tight ends, the tight ends. Sam Laporta or Evan Ingram as well. So if you were going to put together a four-legger, what, what are you thinking? Mm. Yeah, so Goff, Mixon, Laporta. Okay, he goes Laporta. Uh, so that would be the Goff-Laporta stack. You could also do Armin Ra as well there. I mean, there's a bunch. Um, You're taking four. Yeah, I think I'm going to take Alave against the Vikings. Okay, okay, I like that. So you had Goff, Laporta, mm -hmm. Alave, and and Joe Mixon, and Joe Mixon on the receiving over. All yeah. right, and to recap, uh, to recap mine, uh, I've got. Uh, oh, I just love this. Uh, we at the start of the at the top of the show, uh, we were talking about the Detroit Lions. I like uh, Jameer Gibbs over 18 and a half receiving yards. We then bounced over to Minnesota, where the New Orleans Saints are visiting, and Derek Carr has one shot a game hard eyes for Foster Moreau. I've got Foster Moreau <laughs> over one one catch. Let's go. Let's I just, go. I Let's just picture go. everybody rooting for one fucking catch, you know? Like, I just love it. It's, 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 <laughs> oh, it's man, the content's going to be great this week. This is a uniting to, together to, for Foster Moreau to catch one fucking ball. Uh, yeah, there it is. I like Jalen Warren oh, over 11 and a half on his longest rush. He's got to hit the secondary with speed, with authority, and he's got it. Uh, just needs to we, break one tackle. And then Artie Smith is going to make the right decision this week, and he's going to save his fucking job. And Bijan Robinson is going to go over 56 rushing yards. So, again, Jameer Gibbs over 18 and a half. Foster Moreau, one catch. Jalen Warren over 11 and a half uh, longest rush. And Bijan Robinson over 56 rush yards. Let's go, buddy. I love it. Here we go. That's it, man. Send us you know, out. Yeah. All right. Hey, week 10. John, we're going to do some magical things this week. Let's keep the 70% going. Here we are. Prop Nation. We'll see like you on subscribe. Sunday. Subscribe to the content. Follow us. Let us know how your picks go as well. Whoop, whoop. Enjoy the weekend. <laughs>